The Red 78. Once we were back, we were back for a period That was when the televisions were in black and white, Quinn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, big buttons and no remote. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Is it going to happen? Who knows? I mean, we all desperately want it to happen. One man who, though, might have a better idea is the legendary boxing promoter, Barry Hearn, who joins us on the line now. Barry, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning to you. I'm very well. And uh, thanks for the legendary. But legendary and old would probably be appropriate. Ah, no, no. You're as young as you feel, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll take you on that one. Thank you. Um, here, listen. No one's listening. No one's listening live right now. Is this fight going to happen or not? What do you think? <laughs> oh, well, listen, I'm very, I'm very cynical about boxing and uh, some of the comments made by everybody, and I, I think it's extremely unlikely because of the personalities involved, uh, the egos involved, etc. I'm sure it'll happen one day. But, you know, I'm not involved in the negotiations. Let me say that straight away. My son looked after boxing. I'm supposed to be retired. I'm, I'm not really good at it, so I'm still sticking my nose in on occasions. But for the moment, I think we can only sit and hope. Um, but I, I can't see it happening this December. We're in October already, and the camps should have started already if they were, if they were both serious. Are you cynical about the fact that Fury just likes to keep this on the line and it's a great it's a great carrot and it puts him in the media? I mean, look, the the fact of life is Anthony Joshua getting a fight with Tyson Fury is a good result for Anthony Joshua. He's just coming off another loss. You know, uh, where is he up in his career? He had a meltdown at the press conference psychologically, mentally. If I was looking I would want to fight Anthony Joshua now before he gets back to the normal Anthony Joshua, so to speak. Um, Fury seems, I don't know, he's, he's so difficult to work out because one minute he's retired and everyone's a dosser. Uh, the second minute he, he will come back for £500 million. Um, the third time he says, I want to fight, but it has to be for free. And then he says, I want to fight Anthony Joshua in December. So... You know, it's almost take your pick with Fury. It, it looks a little bit like I've, I haven't been in the papers this week, so uh, maybe I'd like to say something that'll get me a headline. I may be being cynical. I want to see the fight. I know Joshua wants it because, hey, 60 40 to Fury is a good deal for Joshua in the current market. Uh, that may change in, in, in times ahead, but the one thing I know is that, you know, rather than what else is Anthony Joshua going to do? You know, he's going to box. If he's going to box on, he's got to fight Tyson Fury one day. But to, but to fight Tyson Fury, it means Tyson Fury's got to be serious. I think they've sent a contract. I know our matchroom boys have gone back with comments on that contract, and we haven't heard anything else. And the contract they sent, I think, was pretty unacceptable, as you'd expect. So it's a long way off yet. Who has more to lose here, Barry? Because, uh, I mean, Tyson Fury is, is for most people and, and pugilists out there, he's the favourite, no doubt, heading into the fight yeah, if it does happen. But who has more to lose? I think that... I think Tyson Fury's got more to lose because he's got the belts and, and Anthony Joshua hasn't. Uh, a defeat by, by Tyson Fury would definitely take Anthony Joshua closer to retirement. So he's got a whole career to lose. 
why it's such a fascinating fight is because they've both got a lot on the line. And, and look, Tyson Fury is the favourite, no question. Anthony Joshua has lost, what, three of his last five. He's in a no-lose position in Barrett. He's still 33. He's a young man. He's made a shed load of money. Does he really want to get hit in the face for the rest of his life? I don't know. Fighters are strange people. They're, they're not like you and I. We, we couldn't do their job in a million years. So it makes me ease up on them and not be too critical because of the, the pressure they go through. I think they've both got a lot to lose. I think Tyson Fury marginally has got more to lose because he's the one holding the belts. I, I, I buy that, right? The only thing I'd say is that from Fury's perspective, he, there, okay, he could fight Usyk and that would be a, a great defining moment for heavyweight boxing. But there can't be that many other fights that Tyson Fury is very excited about at this stage of his career, given everything he's achieved. Well, it depends on your perspective of life. and you know, we're, we're, we're fans, aren't we? So we want to see unified. We're like football fans. We don't care how much the money... How much money the club spends, they could be bankrupt as long as we win something. So fight fans are similar. We want to see any fight. We want to see the fight and we want to see it now because we're the fans. But they don't make the decisions. The fighters and their advisors make the decisions. They get turned on by a lot of things. Bells is one. Uh, money is right up there. Try not to forget about money. It's actually what boxing's all about. So... Whether he's fighting Tyson Fury or Alexander Usyk, uh, Joshua's looking at how much money is he going to make in the same way as Tyson Fury was to maximise his earnings. So there are lots of great opponents out there. Joe Joyce had a great win uh, the other day. I mean, I thought against the New Zealand Joe Park, you know, there's obviously Dubois is another one. There's a couple of American heavyweights coming through. So... You're always going to find talent that wants the challenge for one of the greatest prizes in sport, which is the heavyweight title. Yes, the big fights, they are what they are. It's Usyk who is absolutely... It's, I'm, I'm, I can't believe how good Usyk is. He's an amazing fighter. You've got Tyson Fury, who's so difficult to hit, it's not true. And he's a real good boxing brain. You've got Anthony Joshua, who punches harder than anyone else in the division by some by, by some far but you've got to throw punches and land them to make that count. Yeah, but you've still got lots of other people to put in the mix. Billion White's out there. Goodness me, Chisora's still there knocking on the door. So we're going to be entertained royally coming over, but I'm not sure what all of the fights are going to cover. This, this gamesmanship, Ari, and dancing around contracts, like it, it annoys a lot of people, but it's also entertaining in some aspects to watch. Is it as bad now as it has ever been, or back in the, back in the 80s and 90s in, in the boxing world, was, was it well, equally as bad? Oh, I think... I think it's much worse today than it was in my day. I mean, in my day there was, you know, if we look at Ben Eubank and things like that, there was genuine hate and it was a real proper on-the-street fight. And the contract was the contract because the real thing they want to do is get in and knock, knock each other's head off. Today is much, is much more of a business today. There's, I mean, I don't know how many advisors all these fighters have got, but there's lots and lots of them charging them enormous fees. So we've got to get used to it. I mean, that's, that's a way of life. The devil is in the detail, as they say, and sometimes you don't get past the detail to meet the devil. That's the key, isn't it? Uh, the advisors are all getting paid. The lawyers have to get their money. The accountants, the financial advisors. Everybody gets paid, including the tax man, by the way, and the government, and, you know. And, of course, these people are not... These guys are not earning, you know, 
five grand, ten grand, twenty grand, hundred grand. You know, they're all millions. Put that in your head, you know, they're all millions. And they make a mistake or someone doesn't get that one clause in the contract that the fighter wants, they're out. You know, so there's there's pressure at every level, you know. So I, I understand sport has changed in your lifetime. Sport has changed enormously in my lifetime. I'm sure. It's much more money orientated than it's ever been. And, you know, in the old days, the fighters didn't, you know, they wandered in, they signed a contract, they walked, you know. Today, they've got proper advice, and in a dangerous sport, I welcome that, you know. I think it's good that they're getting that type of money. But it doesn't come without a price. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And, you know, we're having to, we want the very best entertainment we can see. We're, as a fan, we're very picky. We've changed. We're not a soft touch anymore. We've got an opinion. (laughs) So the whole world's changed. So don't blame fighters. Don't blame fans. Just get on with it and say, this is what the world looks like. And hopefully one day we will see everything we want to see. And the good news is, at the end of the day, money does talk. One one, uh, question about the weekend. Um, The... The Ben Eubank thing, where did the idea for that fight come from? Was that always... <laughs> it came 32 years ago when I saw one of the greatest fights I've ever seen, which was Ben Eubank 1. And then it came again three years afterwards when they got together at Old Trafford and it was a draw. And then all I could think about for 30 years was what's it going to be like when we do Ben Eubank 3? But again, for one reason or the other, as we've already said, some fights don't happen. And Ben Eubank 3 didn't happen. And all of a sudden, it's been dished up in the most marvellous form of two great young men. And this fight could be the same type of classic as Ben Eubank 1, and I can't wait for Saturday. Why did the third one not happen? Well, again, advisors, as you like. Uh, Eubank stayed with me, and we eventually moved from ITV to Sky. And Nigel Ben went with Don King, Frank Warren and that was the end of that so, uh, sorry Barry I remember you telling me that, or sorry it could have been in your book in fact where I read where you, that the first time you met Chris Eubank wasn't it the the sheer confidence of him walking into an office or something something along those lines it was at the Snooker World Championships and I was at the, I was in Sheffield and he he asked to meet me he was a young you know young pro had, had, a, had eight fights eight wins and uh Walked into the Grosvenor House and he said, Good morning, Mr. Hearn. My name is Christopher Livingston Eubank. I'm an athlete and I know my worth. And I thought, I love this guy. That's brilliant. <laughs> and that's how we got together, really. Are you surprised by the by Chris Senior's uh, objection? I think the latest, um, in terms oh. of his opinion, this fight this began is calling for a boycott. I know uh, Chris yeah, Jr. and Ben uh-huh. Jr. Different weight classes. Is, it, is that something that yeah, surprises you? Not really. I mean, Eubank is a deep thinker. I mean, sometimes an eccentric thinker. And sometimes he works on a, he works on different rules than most of us, you know. He's, he likes to be the boss in his house, but his son is 33 years old and he wants this fight. And he wants to earn a great deal of money as well, I understand that. And, and also, Eubank Jr. is the favourite. Um, he's a much bigger man. But, but Chris, you can understand, you know, he was involved in a tragedy fight with Michael Watson, uh, which resulted in Michael getting terrible injuries. And because this is a, a weight that suits Conor Ben rather than, than Chris Eubank Jr., he's naturally concerned for his son. I, I can understand that. I think it's a concern a lot of parents would have. 
Barry, is this is this one of the other big changes in boxing? Um, I, maybe maybe this was the case where you could have these fights at, at make weights that really captured the public's imagination, but that wasn't connected directly to a belt. Yeah, I think belts. To be honest with you, maybe I'm getting old. I think belts are losing significance. Really, I think punters want to see the fight they want to see, and the fact that he's dead, someone's draped around with jewellery that, that each piece of jewellery costs a huge sanction fee to a body that I'm not sure they do anything, I think sometimes makes me feel it's a bit of a waste of money. I'm interested in the fight. Uh, and quite honestly, you know, this, this fight that Saturday, uh, if it was for a belt, we wouldn't see the fight because they wouldn't, you know, there, there would be weight restrictions for a fight. You know, they, they couldn't happen. So this is an example where we're seeing a fight that the public have demanded and want to see and sold out in about a, a minute. Um, we're seeing it without a belt being on the line. And that's an interesting one for me as whether that's the beginning of a, a new wave of boxing where you match personalities rather than weights. We, we've been kind of, uh, Barry, going back and forth in this country waiting for a, a Katie Taylor fight in Dublin in, in Croke Park, the National oh. Stadium. And, and I know that's something that, that she has high up on her agenda and for different reasons it hasn't happened here as of yet. But... Uh, can you can you foresee that happening at some point in the future that Katie might get her, her oh, long awaited fight over I here? I can't tell you how much I'd love to see that. It is impossible. I mean, Katie Taylor is an athlete where the whole country is and should be quite rightly very proud of her. She's a very, very special person and deserves that homecoming fight. I mean, look, she still fits strong, keen as mustard, tough as teak. But there's going to come a time, and I don't want that time to come before she's had her Croker Park homecoming with the memories that that will create for generations. So, yes, I would love to see that. Was was the main reason that it didn't happen because you couldn't really run boxing in Ireland? Um, just to, of course. Uh, but that that it seems to have changed now. That um, you yeah, know. I know. There's no reason why not to do the fight. I mean, there was a time when boxing wasn't looked in the same spirit in Ireland. Today it is. There's no problems with that at all. And we had no problems going to Ireland at all. It's the right fight and the right. You know, you know, take, you, you need a showcase fight and the amount that. I think had Amanda Serrano agreed to the rematch, the reason she didn't agree to the rematch was she didn't want it in Croker Park, which I, which I found bizarre because it, it would be a phenomenal atmosphere for both girls. But that may come round again, and when it does, I'm getting me ticket. You, you've, you've seen a lot of fighters come and go, Barry, over, over, the, over the decades, but where, where, does, where does Katie rank in terms of the, the, the oh. fighters you've seen? Well, hmm... In terms of the fighters I've seen, she's obviously the best woman fighter I've ever seen in my life by country mile. Uh, I don't consider her a woman fighter. I consider her a fighter because that's what she set out to achieve. In terms of a person, the only thing I could say is if I had another daughter, I would wish it was Katie Taylor. Good stuff. Who's going to win the uh, Ben Eubank fight at the weekend, Barry? Tough call. I'm really sitting on the fence on this. Early doors, Eubank's big favourite. If it goes past six rounds, Connor comes into it, I think. So, oh, toss of a coin. It's the old days, mate. If you, if you bank Ben three, don't miss it. 
Can I just ask you one, Barry, before before I let you go? Um, there, was, there was a little bit of controversy in the snooker world last month. I think Ronnie O'Sullivan brought brought the issue up, and it's kind of come to the fore with the uh, the, the mixed doubles um, happening of, of late as well. Ronnie was talking about taking five percent off the prize money and, and giving the, the female players a good opportunity to play in, in good conditions. I think Joe Trump bounced back and said Ronnie should put his money where his mouth is. Uh, what, what's your take <laughs> on that in terms of evening leveling the playing the, the playing scale and the pay scale? I guess in terms of the gender divide in snooker. Very straightforward. Snooker is a gender-neutral game. The women play for the same prize money as the men, and they take their chances the same as the men. Anything less than that is patronising towards women. Right Now, the amateur game, the governing body, the, the, by all means, they can do whatever they want to give these girls some more events or whatever. That doesn't come under the current professional game remit. Um, the World Championships is not part of World Snooker. It's part of the WPBSA, which is the, which is the governing body of the game. They can do what they like and they can help the women as much as they can. But in sport, as in life, it's a meritocracy. You've got to play to the highest level. You've got to take your chances on a level playing field. If you want to be treated with respect and on equal terms, then you've got to be playing on the level playing field. No, no advantages for anybody, you know. Uh, and something which I would like to see the grassroots get more involved with helping all sports, men and women, you know, the great thing about sport is is, 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 is is diversity, and we wouldn't want to change that. But at the same time, you can't be patronising and just pick out a section of sport and give that special treatment. Sorry, Barry, before we finish up, it just struck me there when you're talking about uh, the Ben Eubank fight and trying to set all that up decades ago. Like, um, Kind of a bit of a back and forth between between your son Eddie and, and Bob Arum over recent weeks, understandably, when they're trying to get the, the I's dotted and the T's crossed. But uh, some similarities, I guess, between yourself and Don King's relationship back in the day? Yeah, well, listen, it's, sports are soap opera, isn't it? I mean, where would we be without the characters, you know? Eddie Hearn, my son, who I'm obviously, as a father, I'm very proud of him. I would say he's probably, what, third third or fourth biggest personality in the world of boxing, and he's never put, you know, he's never had a professional fight in his life. It's all about characters. It's all about personalities. Eddie's a personality and a character. Bob Aaron, bless him, he's 91. The man's a legend. I mean, I'm 74. You know, I have a, I have a bit of a struggle getting up in the morning sometimes, you know? So hats off to everybody. Sit back and be entertained. Don't take it all too seriously. Don't get personal about it. Just enjoy the fact that we're watching sport at the highest level. We have to put up with some rubbish to get there, but we'll get there in the end. Very great stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Pleasure, boy. Pleasure. Bye-bye. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.